What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome back to the MM Arcade Podcast, episode 32. Rob, what's going on, bro? <laughs> 32, it's a return. It's episode one. For, well, I'm not <laughs> counting the other one. So it's yeah, 2024, episode one. So let's try and... Yeah, I'm back. We're back. Yeah. How do you feel, man? How do you feel after everything? You can probably hear it, but I'm <laughs> sick as a dog. <laughs> like You will not believe it. So fight day a week ago... I woke up with the flu. So I woke up like getting chills, uh, sore throat. Mm. And um, by, but I was kind of fortunate in a way because like to everyone knows like when you get sick, day one's usually not as bad as like day three or four. And yeah. that's what happened when I got home. Like it was honest to God, this is the worst I've ever felt. Like the sickest I've ever been. Must have been a like combination of like, Post-fight, post-weigh-in, immune system just plummeting. Wow. So, but still here. Still here. So, so you're literally <laughs> saying that when you fought Costa, you were sick or in the process of getting very, very sick. Yeah, I was in the process of getting sick, you know. Um, Crazy. Yeah, so so maybe he'll get sick too. <laughs> maybe I passed it on to him. I don't know how it works. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, was, I was crook. But like I said, it was day one. Yeah. And at that point, like, I don't know if you uh, if you saw a lot of the things I was talking about. I was talking about headspace and, and just getting my mind on track with that warrior's mentality, you know, that zero quit mentality. Yeah. That that mentality of old. And, yeah, there was no level of sickness that was going to stop me from, from fighting that day. No, that's sick, dude. I mean, I, I'm so, like, I'm not forcing him, by the way, to do the podcast today. He's, he's willingly here <laughs> recording. Yeah. But we've, we've got a bunch to talk about. Of course, we are, because we didn't do the episode last week with Rob returning, we are going to talk about UFC 298, talk about his fight, Volk's fight. Um, we're going to briefly go over the, the recent fight night where we had Moreno versus Roval and a bunch of other stuff like usual. So if you are new to the channel, please do like the video, subscribe. But let's start off, Rob, talking about UFC 298 and your fight against Polo Costa. You're the best pr- person in the world, man, to break it down. How, do you, how did you feel it went? Um, yeah, so I guess leading into the fight, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself and you probably heard it from a lot of the interviews as well as what I spoke about it myself because of how bad the fight prior went because of how bad I felt and because of some, some things I I didn't like, I really wanted to do a 180 and just do a complete reset on this, uh, on the last fight. Right. So a big part of that was just getting into the mentality. It was about... I mentioned before that I maybe I had loosened the grip on the reins a little bit and I wanted to, to take them back up, you know. And every session was about that. It was about reinforcing my mentality. And you saw hmm. fight week itself, the weigh-ins, the, the media, the face-offs, everything was business. It was all about um, it was all about the fight. It was all about just knowing, like setting up what you're doing. You know, mm. and that in itself puts a lot of pressure. Like it was self-imposed pressure, obviously, but it puts a lot of pressure on your performance and on the result because to make so many changes, and um, you want it to mean something, and that can only really be validated by having a successful, you know, venture. Mm. Uh, but you know, I I, I did everything that we wanted to do. I came into the fight heavy. I don't know if I looked bigger. Looking back, I didn't look any bigger, but (laughs) 
I was yeah. a kilo heavier yeah. than than I had been prior. So, you know, everything was 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 picture perfect. Coming mm. to fight day, uh, the headspace was just on point. I, uh, yeah, I, I I I mentioned it a lot to a lot of other people. Just that my resolve for that fight, and I don't know if you could see the mentality and the resolve. It was just, mm. it was at another level. I had complete control of, of it, and honestly, I, I the only way I was leaving that octagon without a win was in a body bag. Like that's the mentality yeah. I had going into that fight. And uh, I feel like I feel like I can see it in myself when uh, when I watch the fight back, but mm. I'm biased. You know, I was there, so I know how it feels sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, did what do you think of the fight? Dude, I thought you were a monster in that fight. Um, and especially <laughs> I, I I shared my opinions in a video on the channel um, and I, I admitted that I was biased, right? And I admit that I, I am biased right now when I'm saying it. But um, aside from that, you know, scary moment in the first round and and I, I don't know how you recovered from that because that kick, his kicks all night were coming out of nowhere, bro. I, I, I couldn't Dude, even see it on the TV, it. right? It was just like anime style flash kick. It, just, it was at your head in the matter of seconds. But... After that moment and you recovered and you just kept going in with the jab, with the combos, you were destroying his calf. And I thought the the commentators weren't doing you justice either. But that first round, I still thought you won it because yeah, aside dude, from the I, last I, 20, 10 seconds, whatever it was, you were dominating the whole round. I didn't understand. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand judging at all, but like – I. Watching a bang, like I was piecing him up that round. You Obviously, were. that kick was significant. Yeah, but I recovered, and it was like I recovered. I don't know how that gives him the the entire round, but but look, there was that one what, judge that that did give it to you because it was funny when they were reading out the results. As soon as they said thirty twenty seven, I was like, oh well, then Rob's clearly won it. There was clearly I, I said this in the, at the time. If there is just one judge that gives that first round, then for sure you've won that fight. Um, but honestly, man, you did so well. And I think what people were also a little bit surprised about, because he hasn't fought in a while, was how good Costa was, right? Costa was freaking, he was a tank. He was taking so many of your hits and he kept coming back. And you still got over him. It was it was an awesome fight, man. Especially after you know your previous fight with Drickus and seeing how your mentality shifted, man. I think everyone was just happy to see you back on top. Yeah, man. I um, you know, I was mentioning it in the fight week uh, leading into it that like I've prepared for the best version of Costa, and yeah. you know, I I obviously I say this and I prepare for it, but man, I'm hoping I get the verse, the worst version. Of <laughs> yeah, him, of right? course, of course. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, I'm hoping I get a lethargic, lazy, tired, <laughs> sick version of Costa that comes in. But dude, rocks up his best self. <laughs> like, dude, he yeah, that was a in my opinion, and it's upsetting because like that was the best version of Costa. His kicks, like his speed surprised me. He was yeah. much faster than I thought he would be. The well, that I think he's actually shown in other fights. And um, yeah, that was his best version. And I still beat him, but everyone's mm. talking about how good he looked. Like, <laughs> I honestly, that's been a lot of the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so don't, don't do me like that, bro. Like <laughs> you were your best version. I still beat you, right? Oh, uh, uh, man. But. Props to him. Like I think that version of Costa, 
Mm. Mate, he, he beats a lot of guys. He beats a lot of guys. Dude, but- I, I honestly think that it's just the biggest compliment to you as well. The fact is that everyone was really impressed by Costa, his preparation. He hadn't fought, was it two years or so? Um, he mm. obviously had that injury beforehand. Um, the fact that he came back and fought like that and you still won, I think that's the biggest compliment to you. Because everyone agreed. Yeah. I, I, the, the vast majority of people that I saw you know, agreed that you won. It was just down to that first first round and probably more people thought that Costa won that first round. I disagree with that, but still overall the yeah. opinion was that you won the fight. Yeah, I disagree too. But, but I, with that kick... For one, I've never been spinning heel kicked in my life, right? <laughs> so that was out of nowhere. Got it. His kicks were fast yeah, in that dude. first round, man, very fast. Yeah. But, um, mate, I don't know. I Obviously, I, everyone in comments, in any comment anywhere, especially mm. after the Drickers fight, it's like, Whitaker's chin's gone. Whitaker's chin's gone. Whitaker's chin's gone. Like, he's a wash. Mate, my chin's back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it went on vacation, but it's back, dude. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's come back and he's clocked in because, man, that that kick should have should have killed me. But mate, It, it would have knocked was, a lot of other people out, man. It was so like, powerful, so quick. Yeah, and I just – like, I did recover. Obviously – it was a good shot, yeah. Um, but I was coherent the whole the whole time through it. I remember it. I remember fighting back mm. after landing the kick, and I remember walking to the seat, to the stool, recovering, and then starting that next round like fired up, ready to go again. You know, what you I know what's mean? funny? One of the it's comments a- that I saw that I laughed at was someone talked about the head kick and how dominant it was. And then this guy was just like, "Yeah, but did you see Rob calmly drinking water in between the round?" You, it did really seem like you ca- came back and composed yourself very, very quickly, and then you—that second round was freaking awesome from you. So yeah. I'm just—I'm glad that you recovered from it, man. Because as I said, I think a lot of people in that position <laughs> probably would have been knocked out. No, mate, so am I. So am I, buddy. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> okay, but um, no, it was—it was a hard fight, and I, mate, I take a lot of pride in in fights like the one I had because. Yep. Mate, they're showstoppers. They're fun to watch. Everyone loves watching them. We're just throwing two big dudes, just throwing leather, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like in those hard fights, you can really sense the soul of the fighters mm. competing. Mm. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Okay, sure. I am filthy. I didn't get fight of the night, but <laughs> oi, no, I agree. Dude, I agree, man. Dirty ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I do want to ask. It was a good fight, man. It was a good fight. I, I think fight of the night would have been friggin' awesome. Um, but I do want to ask you, right? And I'm not too sure if you've talked about this anywhere. But next fight, who could you eye off? Because there is one name that literally any, everyone, it's a unanimous you know, call here. Everyone is saying that you should fight this person. But who do you think it should be next? Well, if you- I... I'm angling towards the gold. I want to reclaim my belt, you know, yep. and I would love uh, to run a back of Drickus, especially because he's got the gold as well. It's two in one, right? Right. But I do understand that Strickland is in is in line, like in the, in the sights a little bit. Everyone's yeah. talking about him a lot. He's at the top, and that kind of gives me the path to the gold that 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 I'm longing for. One hundred percent. So I 
I'm not really fussed on the opponent at the moment or on the names. I do want someone that puts pushes me towards mm. the gold, but less than the opponent's self is the date that I'm after. Mm. And uh, I want to fight in August because I heard there is that that the UFC potentially is coming back to Australia in August. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, I've heard maybe potential Perth. Mm-hmm. So, mate, August is about five, six months from now. Perfect timing for me. It is. Uh, it's obviously in Australia, home soil. Yeah, you know whether whether Volk and we can talk about Volk's fight. Whether Volk is going to headline that card or not, mm. you know, I'm happy to step up to the plate and uh, you know just, I guess, to bring the UFC on on home soil and, and put on a show for my my major fan base. Hell yeah, dude. No, honestly, we're all stoked. We were all stoked in the comments as well to, to see that you won. Very, very keen to see who you fight next. If I was to pick it as well, it would probably be Sean, but let's see how the timing works out. You mentioned Volk, though. Let's talk about Volk versus Ilya Taporia, man. I'm just going to ask it straight out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did you what think of that about? fight? Mate, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, uh, I saw – I was thinking leading up into the fight, right, that mm. Volk was doing a lot of things with like – obviously, he dressed the way he did. And it's granted, it was funny as hell. It's so funny as everything. It was radio, awesome, man. <laughs> right. He's obviously doing a lot of media stuff around it. His yeah. crew is – and his back, his, um, his team and everything is massive. He walked out with Zuckerberg, I think. Crazy. Like, like it's massive. But I can't help but feel like you get distracted, you know. And mm. um, I was thinking this leading into the fight, like, dude's an animal to have this many things yeah. going on around him and then to get in there and perform the way he does, animal, you know, different breed. But then he he obviously had a hard loss. Yeah. So I don't – but then maybe he does this every fight. So I don't – I don't know. I can't speak on that. But that's just one thing I was thinking, right? Mm. Secondly, mate, Taporia's an animal. He's a weapon of a fighter. Honestly. Like I've always thought he's got good hands and, and he's got good wrestling and, and jiu-jitsu as well. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but like I think that's his background. Yeah, his hands is. are just so good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, didn't, I thought Volk was having a lot of success with his kicks. I thought the kick, kicking angle was the right angle, but I felt like – he just wasn't getting any respect from Taporia, really. He mm. wasn't getting the respect he needed to, to, to create space, to, to give him the distance, to kind of dictate the pace that he wants, that he, he does. I feel like Volk has such success when he's kind of dictating the pace of the fight, when he's the one pushing the fight where he wants to go, when he's got some level of threat and respect from his punches and from, right. from his presence. Uh, and Taporia just was just kind of pushed into him. He was just not giving him that respect. And if anything, demanding respect from his punches. He was having such success with that overhand over the top of his jab, like over and over and over. And not to mention the 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 cheeky tight hook that the hit fault that that, yeah. that put him out. It's because like Taporia hits like a truck, dude. Dude, he has if there was any doubts before, and there shouldn't have been, the dude has real bloody knockout power. 
Um, it was funny because when I when I watched the in the moment watching that first round, right, I was definitely like, oh, Volk won that round. Um, Volk did pretty good. He looked pretty good. And then we saw what happened in the second. But then thinking back on it in hindsight and rewatching that first round, Ilya was just biding his time. As you said, yeah. he was the one dictating things. He was putting the, the pressure on. Um, and then Volk, I, I, it's, it's easy saying this, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and Volk will probably say the same thing. He got caught up against the back of the cage and he had nowhere else to go. And, and maybe in hindsight, he would have you know, taken that a little bit differently with his footwork. He would have tried to get out of there. But there's only so much that you can do when there's someone like that. He just has such – he's so quick. He's so accurate with his punches. And if it wasn't going to be that right, it would have been that left. As Volk was falling, that left probably would have knocked him out as well if the right didn't land. Um, Ilya is an animal, man. He's an absolute animal. Yeah. And I was shocked. A lot of people uh, – your reaction was caught on camera – I don't know in the moment if you actually saw the punch or you just saw Ilya walking away, but everyone was shocked. Everyone was surprised. Yeah, yeah, because Volk's got chin, man. Like, yeah. I think by the two, two, the last two fights, he's he's been able to take shots from the best of them. And uh, mate, Tapuria, yeah, it, it wasn't like a funny TKO. It was like a proper. He was stoppage. gone cold, and. Tapuria's so good at those tight knit in the pocket hooks, yeah. power punches. You know, they they they're not for show, they're not for volume, they hurt you. And mate, that's just mate, the game's a harsh mistress, man. Yeah. You know, and it, it sucks to say like congratulations to Taporia. Like I think maybe we we might have the next generation. Maybe an era has turned. Yeah. Uh but I think a lot of the, the MMA community is so fickle sometimes, man. They are such heartless, heartless dogs, man, because yeah. straight away, Volk's a wash. Volk's done. Volk's too old. Like, everyone's just, hey, like, the MMA community is just a bit rough. You guys need to have a good art look at yourself sometimes. <laughs> like, because, like, we're, we're guys just putting out, our bodies on the line, you know, our souls out there to witness. Yeah, for you guys to to to, to enjoy, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't think I think some of the negative comments could be pulled back a little bit. You know, just pull your punches a little bit because we are just people at the end of the day, you know. And mm. and this is from me who won. Like <laughs> some of the comments still suck, so I can only imagine what. Someone you know on, on on the other end of the stick because the truth is, in a, on a fight day, half the guys rock up win and half the guys that rock up lose, like that's just how it is, yeah. and it is it is a tough sport. You can do everything right and still lose because there is a an element that is actively working against you, and that is yeah. crazy. It's like uh, I think a lot of the fans don't realize that that level of pressure. It's like. You can have high pressure stakes, which is like you go to a function and do a presentation in front of 300 co-workers, okay? Obviously, mm. that's a high pressure situation or you go to a meeting where the stakes are you need to deliver this speech in this report or, 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 or make the sale and, and get a new client, yada, yada, yada. Like there's high pressure stakes. But in a lot of these situations, you don't have an element of – where the guy is actually working against you. Everything you're trying to build and do, they want to rip down 
and and stop yeah. you. And that is the unknown factor. That's why I think these games are like these these fights are so hard. So you know, I'm going on a tangent. No, it's Be all nice good. guys. <laughs> We're not a massive team. Sorry, I'm sick. <laughs> so, but th- this is the thing, right? And I know it's probably been a good source of a lot of the negative discussions or just general discussions about Volk's fight. Um, it, 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 everything is going back to whether he should have taken that fight with Issam Makachev, right? Um, and again, I keep saying hindsight is twenty twenty. Should he have done it? Probably not. And the big question is, how much did that affect this fight, fight against Ilya Tapuria? Mm. This is what I'll say. I don't think that it's the loss against Islam Makachev, even though he was knocked out, was actually that determinative in this fight. Because in that exact same scenario, do you think Tupuria wouldn't have knocked Volk out, whether or not he fought Islam? I think it's a little bit, it's maybe not disrespectful is the right word, but it downplays what Ilya did. I think he would have done that whether he fought Islam or not. That's my honest opinion. And we just we don't know. You can never be like, oh, if he fought Islam or if he didn't find Islam, what's going to happen? The fact is that he did. He said that that he was he was at his best. You know, he was at a full fight camp. I was listening to a lot of the stuff as he was training and as he was talking to the media. He looked good. He sounded good. That was the typical Volk that we saw. And then he just and, and he lost. And that's why the fight game goes. I agree that people shouldn't be so negative. Um, but Ilya Tapuri is the real deal when it comes to that. Yeah. Now. You know, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Go I, on. And I don't want to come across like I'm downplaying Ilya. I think he is phenomenal, like mm. phenomenal. And I thought, and honestly, going into the fight, I thought if there is a guy that could beat Bulk at his best, it's going to be Tapuria. For okay? sure. But I, I know personally, I know personally, without a shadow of a doubt, that fight and loss against Makachev does affect you it did affect him moving Mm. forward because coming off a loss affects your next fight whether you like it or not i going into this fight with um with costa Mm. the last loss affected me i think i could have performed better against costa if i didn't have the nerves of losing the fight before and wanted to change everything up yeah and it you can't expect volk to get in there and not be thinking okay I don't want to get knocked out. Okay, I don't. I can't let this happen. I can't let a loss happen. I need to change what happened last fight. You, you can't. It like obviously you can try and convince yourself, but it's there. You know. Yeah. Like I and I, I say this only from my personal experience. Like, yeah. Like, like I said, the cost fight. I I can fight better than that than 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 when I fought Costa. Mm-hmm. I can do much better than that, but. I think that's the best I could have done at that time. Yeah. And uh, it was the same thing when I fought Darren Till after my my break and after my loss against Adesanya. So mm. I feel like I could have fought Till better, but that was the best I could fight Till then. And I, I feel – I don't know if the answer is a longer time off would help him against Taporia. Like I said, I think best version of Volk, so we we scrap out that loss. I think best version of Volk has a hard fight against Taporia. I think Taporia is an absolute animal. Yeah. Reminds me of a of like a younger Volk, to be honest. Um but that that Makachev fight impacted the Taporia fight without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion. Mm. In my opinion. So speaking of breaks then 
I think there's no doubt that Volk will get another title opportunity. He, you, you don't have someone as dominant as he was in a division. Being a company man, like he said, and not get an immediate rematch, it's almost certainly going to happen. When should that happen for him? Is, is it Australia? Because they're talking about Ilya potentially you know, doing this card in Spain. He was just presented in front of Real Madrid and Sevilla. He is becoming this huge star. They want to put him in a card in Spain, which would be, I think, the first time they've ever been in the country. Um, what does Volk do next? Should he take some significant time off? The problem is he's 35, right? Yeah. I think he turns 36 this year. Yeah. He And he's been knocked out severely twice in six months. That... um. Mate, he needs time off, but how much time can he get? How much time can he have while mm. the biological clock is ticking, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's tricky. He's in a tricky position right now. I think he should have an immediate rematch, but I don't think now is the time to do it. And if he doesn't do it now, then I don't think they'll give it to him. That's uh, a good point, yeah. Because Ilya needs to fight. Like, they're not going to waste yeah. his opportunity. Well, And UFC... Love the like they've they've been a great company to work with, but they have stories they want to build, and yeah. the Taporia story is the one. It this it's the changing of the era, the changing yeah. of the guard. Ily, it, it's Ilya Taporia's story now, and that's what they're working towards because Volk's kind of played out in their in their opinions, like in in their mind, in their story maker's mind, right? In my opinion, okay, so. This could yeah. all be wrong. <laughs> this is what, how I feel. Um, and you see that a lot when belts change hands, especially mm. after a guy that has held the belt for, for, for a decent amount of time. Mm. Uh, yeah. Man, I, I mean, dude, it's, it's he, it, obviously just from a marketing place. perspective, yeah, you have a new champ. It gives you new storylines to run with, new promos to work with. And Ilya's social media team it's good enough on their own. The UFC is going to take the ball and run with it. But I think what is key is that he is literally the, the Spain's first UFC champion from memory. Yeah, um, he was he was a, a huge star before getting the belt. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. and now he's got the belt. It's like doubled. His his profile's huge mm-hmm. in Spain right now. Like he's collabing with like Madrid. Come on, dude. He had like Rafael Nadal and Casillas like out on videos congratulating him or wishing him good luck. He was on the front cover of Massa, like the biggest magazine in Spain. He And then, as I said, he was presented in front of Sevilla and Real Madrid at a football game. That's that's next level of, of notoriety. Yeah. That's next level. And the UFC would be crazy not to take advantage of it to literally run a card at the Bernabeu in Madrid sometime this year. And whether a Vulcan fight or not, it's going to happen, in my opinion. So who does it go? He go against? Like who the hell knows? Um, he's calling out a million people, but for sure, I I, I agree with your assessment of, of Vulcan. He, yeah. he uh, maybe six months he needs to take off, but then does he fight Ilya next? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I don't have an answer. He's in a tough, tough spot, mate. Yeah. But to, to wrap up UFC 298, I, I do want to talk about quickly about Marav Dvalishvili against Henry Cejudo. Rob, what did you think of that fight? Mate, Marav mauled Cejudo, <laughs> dude. Mauled the hell out Ragged of him. Disrespected him, him with, yeah. his own, with wrestling. 
wrestling betrayed Cejudo, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, what else can you say? I think, like, obviously, Dvash really got rocked in that first round. He did. And we've seen that happen before. But if you don't get him out of there, he's going to get you. Yeah. It's uh, a matter of time. But in saying that, if we look at him, say, versus O'Malley, mm. where O'Malley is such a sniper with his hands. Yeah. I would have to say, yeah, like tricky, tricky matchup. But it – in terms of his fight against Cejudo, mate, straight up mauled Cejudo. I I had him as a favorite because, yeah, it's his. I don't know. I think Cejudo's better when he's lighter, when he's like back in the flyweights. Mm. I don't think he was uh as good as like when he was when in in the heavyweight division. For sure, I um, it, it, I was hoping that he would maul him, and he did. As you mentioned, he almost got caught. I think it was in the first round. That sequence, I mentioned this in, the, in a video, was almost punch for punch the exact same as what happened with Moraes back in the day, and he almost got clipped. I do worry that it's obviously the next fight to make against O'Malley. In that same situation, I think O'Malley could actually knock Marab out. And as you mentioned, if he doesn't do it in the first round, there's or maybe even the second round, Tavashvili, his his cardio, his relentlessness, he's just going to keep going after o- O'Malley. Um, that's the one thing, though, that he needs to be careful of is going in a little yeah. bit too crazily and getting clipped because yeah. that was Cejudo. Imagine if that was O'Malley in that situation. Yeah, and O'Malley's got a lot of range. He's got the timing, and I think his kicks will play a big part in yeah. in keeping Marab at bay. You know, and they'll be effective too. So, because because Marab's very hittable until his opponents get tired and he starts having his way with him. Obviously, if he engages in the wrestling, it's uh, it's good for him. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm interested in that. Congratulations, Marab. For sure. So that was UFC 298. There were a lot of other fights, but we're going to try and move on to now talking about UFC Fight Night that just took place. We saw Moreno against Raval. We saw Yair against Brian Ortega. Rob, what were your opinions on just the, the card itself and, um, and the, all the fights that you saw? Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I'm not going to speak too much on it because when the fight was on, I was delirious. <laughs> I, uh, I, I had Moreno winning, to be honest. I thought... Okay. Moreno, like, I didn't think he won, but I had him winning until they said Roy Val. <laughs> it's confusing because um, they're both branded, yeah. so you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was close enough, though, to, um, uh, to, yeah, it is what it is sort of thing, right? Yeah. But, you know, one thing I want to point out is the Otega win. Mm. Like, that's a that's a fight that stood out to me even through my delirious haze of sickness. Is that, mate? Ortega obviously fought through adversity in the first round. Yeah. Got dropped like twice or three times in the first round. Um, rolled his ankle in the announcement. That was the funniest like, thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> like, to God. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, mate. The world was like, we're going to stack the odds against you today, <laughs> <laughs> right? But then 
mate kept pushing forward and then got the submission. And then his what I really want to highlight is his interviews afterwards. Like he went through a dark space yeah. and really found himself and found his spirit and found, you know, his soul. And that hit me because it is so like congratulations on winning, right? But congratulations on finding yourself and having success after it because it validates everything, right? Mm. And I don't know. I thought that was such a good thing for the guy because he's only like 32. Yeah. He's only like 32. So he's got so much mileage left on him and he seems to be in a really good space right now. Yeah. Especially he was out for so long. From memory, he lost against our year previously. He was out for a few years or whatever yep. it was. For him to come back like he did and to push through that first round where our year was a menace, I was yep. so impressed with, with Brian. I was so impressed with him. It's, and he practiced that exact same arm triangle choke. It's like he, that's exactly what he was going to do. For him to yep. come out in that second, do what he did, and then choke him out in the third, it's such an impressive win, man. Like he's back yeah. in the discussion in terms of title contention. A lot of people were saying before this fight, why the hell is Brian Ortega still ranked fourth in that division? I think that's that's what what his ranking was. Um, that's why. Because he's still yeah. a top fighter. He's still a top contender in the division. He, um, he's an animal. And his submission game is so good, dude. Yeah. Like so good. I feel like the time off he had, people forgot how yeah. good it is. Like For sure. Which makes you think, Volk getting out of that guillotine, hey, Oh, dude. Unreal. Dude. Like, Ortega is so good. She's <laughs> so vicious, man. But speaking quickly about <laughs> Moreno and Royval, honestly, man, like it was a – I don't know how I feel about that fight because I, I think that Royval did win. I think the judge that went into Moreno's favor was a bit too aggressive in it. But I just didn't – I just don't know how I felt about the fight. Roy Val is undoubtedly yeah. like he throws so many punches. He's so quick, but he he landed like twenty eight percent of them. I don't know how I feel about that fight, dude. Honestly, maybe I'm a little bit down on that division at the moment. Um, it was it was fine. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel hunger from from those guys. No, you know what I mean. I didn't feel like uh, vehemence behind anything. I, I didn't. Feel that violence in, yeah. in in the fight. You know, it's not saying I wasn't there. Maybe I just didn't see it. Like I said, I was in a delirious haze, I was sitting yeah. watching it like this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I had I had Moreno winning, uh, but I, I I'm not upset that Roy Val won. I guess because like I can see him winning too. That's why it was a split decision. It was a close fight. Yeah, close yeah. fight. I I I will just. I think I'm looking forward to seeing Amir about Abazi kind of like mix up that division a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was UFC fight night. Um, Rob, we also got a little bit of news that we're going to go through now. So first of all, going back to, to Paulo Costa, he has accused Hamzat Chemaev <laughs> of avoiding fights. Um, and it's been a big discussion point lately. Uh, I think just generally for fighters, but especially for for Hamzat, he used to have this aura of "oh, no one wants to fight me, everyone's backing down." But that seems to be switching up a little bit, especially with rumors saying that uh, he was uh, Leon Edwards was offered to fight Shemaev. Leon said yes, and Hamzat clearly, I think he said no, but maybe it was because he was fighting during Ramadan. But Paulo Costa said he needs to stop running. He needs to have the balls and face me for a long, long time. This guy just avoids these fights. He has no balls. 
if the guy's not pushing him, he has no balls to fight him. He wants to fight easy fights. He doesn't want to fight guys like me or Robert Whitaker or someone else like that. He wants to fight guys with no wrestling, no jujitsu game, no grappling, something like that, no balls. I don't know how true that is. I mean, he did just fight Kamaru and different weight class and he was coming off a loss. But how do you feel about what Paulo Costa just said? Right. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say anything bad because, like, he kind of used me in a positive light context, sort of. Thing. He did, didn't he? <laughs> but, <laughs> I do feel like it's the pot calling the kettle black, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what um, Chamayev's doing. Like, can't get a grip on what he's doing. I don't know whether he's a welterweight. I don't know whether he's a middleweight. I don't. I don't know. Dude, he's got such a problem so, because I don't know why he can't fight in the US. Like, and, and we're talking yeah, about this I know guy. He, I know he, yeah, I know he can't fight in certain countries and stuff like that. But, but uh, the US is huge though, right? Like, imagine he became champ in any division. How the hell do you have a champ yeah. that can't fight in the US? I don't know. I don't know. Actually insane, man. Um, but next up though, we've got Henry Cejudo. So he said that before his fight yeah. that he was going to retire if he lost against Mirab and he wasn't given any other opportunity to retire in the ring. Dana said it was it was uh, Mirab's moment, so that's why he didn't want to do it. But then lo and behold, Cejudo is not retiring. He's called out Brandon Moreno for a UFC 306 <laughs> fight. What do you think about Cejudo not retiring? <laughs> Cejudo's full of shit, dude. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. He's like, he's full of shit. Like uh, <laughs> he just says one thing, does another. Like that's just, just the narrative he's lived by <laughs> lately. I don't know so, what's he doing. Like, like he even had that I don't thing. Think, Go on. I don't think coming back and quitting after a couple of losses is the way to do it anyway. I don't think you should have left the first time. I but agree. Don't be a quitter. Can't quit on a loss. Can't quit just because it gets hard. Yeah. I look, I, I, I literally, it's the, it's my word or the phrase of the podcast for hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, should he be he left when he was earning pay per view points and all that kind of stuff? Obviously, no. And now he's come back and he's lost twice, but he just keeps going back on things. Like, do you remember that thing where he fired his coach and then he said yeah. it was a joke? Yeah. But that was no, pretty much because everyone he's was so just negative. Full of crap, dude. Yeah, he's full of crap. <laughs> but why does he do this? He knows he is a bit goofy as well. I don't know, mate. Because he's. I don't know. He's a, uh, I don't know. He's, just, he's a weird dude, man. He's an odd, he's an odd bloke, man. But <laughs> finally, the last piece of news to talk about is, so Movsar has called out Ilya Tapuria because Ilya Tapuria, obviously just winning the title off of Volk, has called out so many random names and most of them aren't actual contenders in his division. <laughs> so he wants to fight Conor McGregor. He said he'd love to fight Habib. He wants to do a champ versus champ against Sean O'Malley. And Mobsar is pretty much like, look, I think saying what a lot of people are saying, stop calling out other people, not in your division, defend the title a little bit more. But also for his sake, he's saying, I'm the only other undefeated person in this division. You should be fighting people like me. How do you feel about what Ily has been saying about who he wants to fight next and his kind of future roadmap now that he has the title? Personally, I think he does should defend at least once before he starts doing this stuff. At least three but- times, right? Three yeah, times. Literally, dude just became champ. Can do what he wants. <laughs> like, doesn't hurt to us. You don't ask, True. don't receive. True. Right? So, yeah, do what he wants. Like, <laughs> he's got to defend it. I, I at least a couple he, of he times. He does, but yeah. we're in a crazy world, dude. Guys, guys, are superstar. 
I think yeah. him fighting in Spain is going to be big no matter who he fights. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the, the UFC maybe was hoping, let's say if Yair did win against Ortega, having him against Ilya in Spain, that would have been absolutely huge. But now they've kind of booked themselves into a corner because if Max Holloway loses in his next fight against Gaethje, does that fight against Tapuria look as attractive? Probably not. He could win, and then that's the fight to make next. But it's either rematch against Volk, which Volk probably shouldn't do anytime soon. Ortega is, is in the conversation. Mofsar, I think Mofsar maybe needs a finish, another fight to, to yeah. be in the conversation. But the division is is definitely shooken up. I can understand yeah, in some perspectives really. why Ilya is saying what he's saying. He wants the really, really big fights, and maybe he's just not seeing that in the rest of the division. But he's got so many people that he should fight first. Yeah. It is moving, though. It yeah. is moving. Yeah. But Rob, 40 minutes, we, that was the, the UFC coverage. Hopefully, we've done that I justice. But and we cut I things to, out. It's crazy. I told you right. it's going to take forever. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rob, Rob was like, I have to get bathroom. I'm go, sorry. <laughs> go, go bathroom. It was, it, was, it was very funny because Rob was like, um, can this podcast be a little bit shorter? I'm, I'm still sick. He, we could have pushed it back a little bit more. I wasn't, I wasn't pressuring him to do it. Like, I'm literally moving soon. So it's not like, you know, I'm I'm in a rush to try and get back on the podcast. Speaking of which, probably in two weeks, we might miss that week while I am moving. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just happy to see Rob back. He won. It's horrible that he is sick, though. Uh, it, it's, it still boggles my mind that he was probably sick on the day. It reminds me of, what's his name? Raul Rosas Jr. He literally canceled out of his UFC Fight Night fight because he was sick on the day. And he couldn't get out of it. Maybe Rob and him had the same thing. I don't know. Something clearly going around. But next up, we are going to do some games news. We are going to talk about what we're watching, playing, slash reading. And we've got some viewer questions. So now that Rob's back, Rob, are you feeling all right? I'm back. I'm back. We almost lost me, but I'm back. Almost, almost did. Rob, we've got, we've got a couple of things that I know you're going to be keen to talk about. First of all, I don't know if you've played it recently, but Baldur's Gate 3. They've confirmed for games news that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be getting mod support. It has over at least over 10 million players. What do you feel about that? What do you feel about Baldur's Gate 3 eventually getting full mod support? Mate, I don't love mods, to be honest. I feel like there's a few games, like, I only really, just RimWorld. RimWorld's the only game that I mod. Like, well, and Skyrim as well. But you mod it and you don't play it. Like all of us. Yeah. Well, that's it. You just you go through a mod list, you put 100 mods into it, and then you don't play it. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, but I don't know. I don't, don't love mods, so it doesn't really affect me too much. Like, I need, a, I need to get back into Baldur's Gate 3, but, man, I just don't have it in me for such a heavy story. Yeah. Like, Do you think just, you're ever going to go back and play it, out of curiosity? Yes. One day, like... One day, <laughs> yeah. like right now, I am frothing, frothing on Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma, Dogma 2. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, like, like I am, the fact that the fight's over and it's yeah. going to be at the beginning of, of, a, of the next camp, so it's like I'll have time to play it. Yeah. Mate, what time's it come just, out? 22nd of March. Hell yeah. 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 Like I was, I was playing with the idea of like going back and playing Dark Arisen. Yeah, the first one, but yeah. it's too close, too close. 
That's fair. Too close. I don't want to burn myself out. What if I burn myself out of that type, style of game mm. before it comes out? But I saw someone yeah, that was no. playing for the first Dragon's Dogma and it seems like it's a hard game to go back and play. And it might be beneficial because, like, you know, with Baldur's Gate 3, how many people actually went back and played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2? Um, I think yeah. you might be in a good space just to play Dra- Dragon's Dogma 2. And if you really like it, you replay the first one. But there are just too many games out at the moment. So I get So why. many. So many. As well as, like, the uh, – it's not here, but I want to bring it up. Big news – Shadow of the Earth Tree. Oh, no, it DLC. is there. I, I included that. Hold on. There, there, is a, there is a viewer question. It's definitely there. Wait, did I include it? Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. I, I definitely okay. have it here. I was, I was tossing up whether to put it into games news or to use yeah. it as someone's viewer okay. question. So, so Andre it's there. to Gaveria. I'm sorry, I'm screwing your question up, mate. This is shout out anyway. <laughs> mate, I'm frothing on that as well. Hell like, yeah. Like, so much. It, apparently, it's like... The size of Limgrave, which is yeah. like sixty percent of the map of the size of the game, is like the DLC, which is huge. It's going to add ten bosses, Hell all yeah. like at the level of say Melania, so like hard bosses. It's I can only imagine it's going to add so many different weapons and spells. And I am, yeah. I'm holding myself. I don't know whether or not I wait till it's out and then do a fresh playthrough from the start, a new guy, mm. or if I start a new guy now and level him up until a certain point and then wait, what do you so think I should do? They said, and, and I don't know exactly how the system is going to work, and apparently it's based on a similar game, but they pretty much implied it doesn't matter whether you have like a new player or a high-end player, they're going to control the DLC in a way where you're not just going to be able to walk through it if you have a very high level player. Like there might be like certain attack stats or something like that where you need to progress through the DLC in order to do, to, to do better at it. I don't know how the hell they're going to do it. There was an article about it. I'll try and find it. Um, but I think either way, you'll be fine. Don't expect to completely walk through it even if you have a high-end player. Okay. Well, my, so I've been, I've been itching to make a new guy for a while now. So I think... If I can work out whether I want to make a wizard or if I want to make a like unga bunga sick dude, I'll play. <laughs> here we go. So it says here that um, Elden Ring DLC new combat system will change everything. So it has something to do with your uh, attack power and scaling. So it sounds like okay. yeah, you're pretty much effectively going to start from from zero or as close to as possible. Is, is that a DLC exclusive thing or are they yeah. going to? revamp the entire game no i think it's just a dlc i think it's just a dlc okay because that was saying power i'm gonna find out for you so the power system will prevent players from easily breezing through boss battles without challenge so it has its own power system it will be independent of the level system in play in the base game and will only be activated within the confines of Elden ring dlc's areas and apparently he said it's kind of like sekiro in that sense don't understand that. I haven't played Sekiro, but yeah, I, I guess, I think that's a I good thing. I can make man. a new character. I think that's a good thing because my plan. I got about six characters, dude. Yeah, my plan. I what? never actually ended up finishing Elden Ring. I got this. Um, I found this build for this awesome samurai character with these two swords. It was freaking awesome, 
And then I essentially, I spec'd out my build. I got it to where I was happy with. And then, then I just, for some reason, I didn't play it. I'm just going to pick up from there, continue, finish the game. And then I'll see how that character does or that build does. Um, mm. Do you know what I've been listening to lately for some reason, dude? Elden Ring lore what? videos. It just fascinates me. I think they did such oh, a good mate. job. It's the best. I, I like it. I, I've, I've, I've listened to them all and read, read up on them all. But yeah. I like, I think... Elden Ring made it a little more, I don't know how to say it, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Go If you're a Dark Souls fan, mm. go back and watch the Dark Souls lore videos and it's just nothing makes sense but it does a little bit. It's so mm. weird. I, I think I liked the lore more in – Dark Souls, and th- maybe this is because I can I, me personally, as someone who's been a, a, a fan of the the series and and from Soft and especially when it their their law point of views, mm. I can feel the impact that who's, that, who's who's the guy that wrote the story in Elden Ring? Oh, uh, yeah, novel uh, dude. What's his name? The guy that made the. Big books, TV show. Yeah, I can never um, remember his name. George R. R. Martin. That's it. Yeah, him. I can feel Martin's influence in the game. Yeah. For whatever reason, I can just feel it. Tell me in the comments below if you if you guys feel it as well, if you guys understand like what I'm talking about. It's it's hard. To, it's very hard to speak on. But yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Dark Souls. I really liked the Dark Souls three law and universe like not just three sorry all of them like it was really really cool yeah um yeah so next section we've got what we're watching slash playing slash reading i don't know if you've been able to get up to much while you've been sick rob but have you been doing any of that recently um well i guess i can also cover what i was doing overseas right Mm. so i was playing a fair whack of enshrouded oh yeah yeah i thought you would yeah yeah um that was cool. That was cool. I'm not playing it anymore. Uh, I think melee and range needs to be reworked a little bit because mm-hmm. end game melee builds don't work. Period. Like right. you try fighting level thirty green dudes, and you, if you play strategy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In melee, oh, bruh, get wake up to yourself. It's not happening. Like it's not happening. And magic is so overtuned to just melt everything. Like comparatively, there's no reason to play anything other than magic because you can't do end game content without yeah. it. Uh so yeah, I think base building wise, it's probably the best base builder survival game there is. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 really, 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 really good. Like really good. Uh, but anyway, got to end game, kind of gave it up, jumped okay. into a game called v- Vagris, it's a it's a mercenary campaign management sort of game. Cool. Hard as hell. Like I got to a point where I had a bunch of cash, but the game just involved me barely making it to a settlement, buying enough food for my boys, and then barely making it to the next settlement to buy some more food for my boys. Like it was just <laughs> like <laughs> mate, there was just there was no progression. I was like. <laughs> I don't know. I was stuck in a time loop. It just did not work for me. Yeah. So I was playing that for a little bit. Jump back into Battle Brothers if you've played that. It's yeah. another mercenary sort of game. Uh, that was fun too, but I don't know. I got sick of that slow progression as well. 
And now I'm jumping into RimWorld again. Back into RimWorld. That, that's that's me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Dude, I've been I've been playing a lot surprisingly recently. So first, I played Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, smashed that that and the, and the main campaign. There's a lot of negativity with that game. I thought for what it was, I had a fun time with the campaign. It was very very short. Um, I do though don't have like this big desire to go through and trying to like grind through the end game and a lot of the stuff that they have planned for it because. I don't know. I just didn't have that that spark there for it. It, w- it was fun for what it was. For those of you that don't know, it's like an action-adventure live service game. Um, I had a lot of fun playing as King Shark, not so much as the other characters. The the traversal, especially for, Mar- uh, for Harley Quinn, never really got on board. De- uh, Deadshot was all right. Yeah, I, just, I think it was okay, but the fact is, if it's a live service game, and I don't want to keep playing it. And play accounts, unfortunately for them, are very low. Warner says it didn't hit their expectations. I don't know what the future of that game is going to be. Maybe if they had really focused on the on the campaign, like the the idea of going through and having to kill the Justice League, it's kind of like, uh, I like that concept. It's a little bit different. It's typical of Suicide Squad. So yeah, I'm a little bit torn on that game. Um, next up though, Rob, Helldivers 2. I don't know if you've been seeing... All the videos going for Helldivers 2. The game is so much fun, man. It is just like, it's a squad-based shooter. You're killing bugs. You're killing robots. I just love the thing, man. I, I love the whole concept with stratagems and how you have to like press on the D-pad to try and call a strike or, or a new gun. When you're playing with friends especially, it gets so chaotic. And so, you, I think you would really like it. Did you have any intentions of playing Helldivers 2? Uh, I don't have friends, bro. But you, like, well, I mean, look, you, you don't need you do you do play games with friends. You say no, all the time. No, nah, not really, dude. <laughs> you can still do it solo. Um, it just gets hard at hard, higher difficulties. Like the first few difficulties was fine, and then as soon as I went to hard, I was like, "Holy crap! I can't do this solo. This is pretty difficult." Yeah. But when you are playing with people, and you can do quick play as well, mind you, you don't need to play with friends. You can match make. It's just awesome. And then you you eventually level everything up. You get better guns. You get better uh, modules for your ship. Um, they have a pretty cool battle pass system and it doesn't feel like it's pay to win. It's the next big hit, man. It's like the 20th most played game on Steam by peak player count. It's just awesome, dude. I seriously reckon that you should give it a go. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of other massive games coming out. Plus, I've never been huge into shooters. Fair. Like if, if a few of my mates get it, and they convince me to get it. I might jump onto it, but as a as like just me for now, nah, probably. That's not. fair. And then the final Let's thing see. that I've been playing is Final Fantasy VII Remake to get ready for Rebirth. And I literally just finished the remake, and I I can say that I do have an early code of of Rebirth, and I've just started playing it now. Um, my quick impression so far is that. They've really improved like the UI. It's a lot cleaner. Um, I really like the changes that they've made to the combat system. It's very similar to the first game, of course. Um, you still have materia that you can link together and, and you can go back and forth between your different characters. But the combat feels a lot faster, a lot smoother, and it looks really bloody good. I'm playing it a lot on my PlayStation Portal as well. So I'll have more to say on Rebirth probably next week in the next podcast. But I, I did like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I, I know that there is a little bit of contention about some of the changes that they made to the original Final Fantasy VII, 
But I thought it was all right. It did tra- drag on at times a little bit, but I'm really looking forward to smashing out a lot of Rebirth. And Rob, that's what I've been playing. So I've been playing a lot of games <laughs> for once. Yeah, man. That's that's awesome. It's good Thank to get good. some time in. Important, so mate. finally, let's talk about viewer questions. Of course, if you have any viewer questions, let us know in the comments below. As Rob said, Andre T. Guvea, I think that's how you pronounce your name, did ask about Elden Ring. But also did say, Rob, congratulations on the baby, bro. Love this podcast. I hope it never ends. I'll be rooting for you against Costa Man. Wish you the best in the camp. Um, and then, yeah, ask if you were excited about the Elden Ring DLC. Uh, next up, we had Rabbit420 said, which console do you think is the best for RPGs and FPS games and which handheld or on-the-go console would you recommend? Rob, what do you reckon for RPGs and FPS games? What console? <sighs> console means no computer, eh? Yeah. So... <sighs> I mean, the answer um, is PC. If we're going to say yeah. RPGs, you have to play on a PC. I like uh, depends on what you're into. I like the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the best is for RPGs. They're kind of the same, much the same. They, in, in it it depends what kind of RPGs. Like if if you like the Bethesda style RPGs and you got Game Pass. Yeah, Xbox is probably a good choice, and they've got Obsidian yeah. under their wing. Um, but then PlayStation, if you like JRPGs, it's it's really hard to say. But the the best answer is PC because PC you're getting literally everything. PlayStation keeps bringing their games to PC. Everything, everything you can mod the games if you want to. So PC is probably the better answer. But on the go console, uh, I love my PlayStation Portal, man. I don't know why. I freaking love it. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna say that. You don't have any aside from your Switch. You don't have any handhelds, do you? No, the only the only handheld I want that my wife will let me have is uh, the Steam Deck. They don't even sell them here in Australia yet because it's so expensive here. You have to freaking get oh, them imported. No, that's not the reason why she won't let me buy them. It's because she reckons I won't put it down. Yeah, like, I'll just be that's true. Like holding it every time I'm not at my computer, <laughs> and I can see that. So I probably yeah. would be like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> You, you could just buy a, I mean, yeah, if money's not the issue, you buy that or an ROG ally, but I can see why she doesn't want you to buy one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next question that we've got is from Techloid DNB. Rob is correct, referring to a past joke. And grats on the kid. I'm waiting for my first one. Any tips for having a kid? Um, mate, don't try to be perfect, okay? Don't try to be perfect because for myself, looking in hindsight, I would have done a million things differently for yeah. my first child than, than what we do now. Yeah. But it is what it is. Like that's not how life is. That's not how experience works. And mm-hmm. don't try to be perfect. Just enjoy the experience. Fair. I'm really curious what I was correct about. I know it's right because I'm generally correct. No, that was the joke, the right? I think in a podcast uh, episode you were like, I just want people to say Rob is correct and Rob is right. doesn't matter about what he's talking about. And I think that was a reference to that very old joke. So this guy's been following us for a while. If he knows that reference. <laughs> and final question, MMAR Supiel. Question for both of you. MMAR Supiel. MMAR Supiel. Would you rather have to fight a chicken every time you enter a car or fight a sword-trained adult orangutan once a year? <laughs> Rob. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's, that's, I like these questions, but that one's stupid because obviously I'm going to fight the chicken. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting out of that sword-trained orangutan, man. <laughs> like, Dude, orangutans are crazy on their own, let alone one trained with a sword. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not getting out of that fight, so I'll fight the chicken every yeah. time I get in my car, start taking public transport. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, we're pretty good in Australia with our public transport system. Um, so we can take a train everywhere or even a bus, even though they're not as reliable. But Rob, that was episode 32 of the MM Arcade podcast. You need to get some sleep. You need to rest up. And we'll Mate, be back I, for next week. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say sorry to everybody that has to, had to listen to my snuffly voice. Mate, I was going downhill. Like by the end of the episode, I was good. I was like deleting like, segments as we went through. I'm like, Rob's not going to be able to last through this one. Go yeah, on. I'm barely getting <laughs> through it. So I, uh, I'm glad we got it out though. We are back and we are, we are looking to, to, to keep the consistency train going. I think Johnny's yep. going to be moving. Yeah, I mentioned that when you went to so the bathroom. We, we may have to play yeah. around with next week's episode, but we're back. We're back. I want to th- say thank you to all – the love and supporters and all our Discord members yep. jumped on, wish me luck, wish, wish me support, stuck around because I do know we, we had a month or two where we, we couldn't put out any episodes yep. all together anyway because of uh, the fight and stuff. But that's all done. Yep. Thank you for all the love and support, guys. Thank you for the subscriptions. Tell your friends about it and the likes. But I'm going to go take a codrill or something. <laughs> <laughs> take care, guys. We'll see you next week.